Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by for news and stuff. Well, how is it in your neck of the woods? It's been cold the last few days. Airtime here, minus 5 in Fort Wayne, Indiana, 21 below. My friends up in Duluth, we don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> but it's always warm in the heart of a Christian, huh? Always sun shining as well. I trust you've uh, accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, my friend. And as you listen to the program today, you do so through spiritual ears, right? It is different. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. We'll talk more about that later. So glad that you've joined us on Hello World. Join me on Facebook, Greg, Jerry G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. I love having you here each day at this time. God bless you. Thank you for being here this Monday. What in the world is going on? Talk about frigid. It is in Iowa. Donald Trump's expected march to the Republican presidential nomination begins tonight in snowy, frigid Iowa. Everything suggests that the competition could be short and uneventful. On the final weekend before the quadrennial caucuses, Iowa normally pulses with energy this year. It lacks both drama and suspense, as in past years. That doesn't mean candidates aren't campaigning or trying to do something. They are, but much of the intensity that existed, despite the former president's overwhelming lead in the polls, was zapped by a Friday snowstorm and a subsequent plunge in temperatures, which has forced the cancellation of many events there in Iowa. Forecasts for caucus nights say the wind chill could hit 20 degrees below zero, raising questions about who's going to show up today and who won't. Watching the networks last night, I one woman said, I will walk through everything, including glass in my bare feet, to vote for Donald Trump. Final polls show that Trump could set a record in Iowa if the numbers hold. And that's something that's just hard to figure all of this stuff out, isn't it? Let me pause right here for a moment. You know, as they crisscross the uh, Hawkeye State there in Iowa, uh, the major 2024 Republican presidential candidates have paid special attention to Christians, those who attend church regularly and those who lead those congregations. Some white evangelical conservative voters who are influential in Iowa's January 15th caucuses weren't yet sold on renominating Trump, according to a recent survey by the Wall Street Journal. Take that with a grain of salt. Iowans have uh, an outsized role in shaping the general election by being the first to pick the party's nominee. In the last competitive caucuses in 2016, 66% uh, of the participants identified as evangelical Christians, according to all exit polls. The evangelical angst over who to support was evident at a post-church lunch, a holiday party hosted by county Republican committees and rallying candidates for Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. On a recent Sunday, Karen Back listened patiently to the sermon, then held up her hands for the Lord's Prayer. Like many of the congregants there at this uh, church and many Iowa Republicans, Back is working through who to support in Iowa's first-in-the-nation nominating process. And whether it's Iowa or Indiana, wherever you live, you're going to have to go through that, huh? This woman says some of her fellow evangelical Christians said their faith helped lead them to turn from Donald Trump. 
the front runner in 2024, who was unsuccessful, by the way, in that state during the 2016 campaign. Others, like Beck, are stronger than ever, holding firm in their support of Donald Trump, also in part because of their faith. In 2015, when Trump came down that elevator, she said at Trump Towers, I turned to my husband and said, there's the next president of the United States, and I have never wavered from that to this day. Okay, just one example. So what do you know, Joe? What do you know, Christian? How good a job has Giuseppe done in destroying the United States of America, do you think? He's worked very hard at it over three years and almost there. The Biden administration's new labor rule will likely increase costs for employers and restrict Americans' freedom to choose when and where they work, according to experts. Through the new rule, which goes into effect March the 11th of this year, the Department of Labor is reclassifying many workers, maybe you, who were previously classified as independent contractors to company employees under the Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938, thereby entitling them to benefits like overtime pay and minimum wage. The rule will severely hamper the flexibility afforded by many freelancing positions and could push many current employees out of work entirely as regulators crack down on the gig economy, according to experts. Yeah, the word out there on the street, no one's business is safe. I'm telling you, this guy is just scary. So I don't know, I already sent this out on my Facebook page and sent things out to my church family because I was reading this and thought, really? The old American dream is dead. I, it's just hard for me to handle some of this stuff. You know, you need to make $120,000 every year to afford a typical middle-class American lifestyle and to qualify to purchase an average home in America. I think most Americans would define the middle class as somebody who can work 40 hours a week and can have the income to purchase an average home in this country, according to Freddie Smith, an Orlando realtor, this guy's videos uh, explore millennial and Gen Z struggles to afford a home and the general cost of living in today's economic climate, dissected the common factors of living a middle-class existence, so they've gone kind of deep in this stuff. A lot of us grew up middle-class, and we watched what middle-class was in the 80s and the 90s as millennials, and nowadays... What has moved the goalpost more than anything is the housing market. What's your house worth? A hundred and twenty. Could I borrow about a hundred thousand dollars? Quick, throw in the race card. Fulton County, Georgia District Attorney Fannie Willis, who brought charges against Donald Trump on election interference, claims the allegations brought against her of having an improper romantic relationship with a prosecutor were made because she's a black woman. Uh-huh. We lost a couple yesterday, at least for now. Two U.S. Navy sailors were reported missing after falling into the sea while conducting a nighttime boarding mission. That's off the coast of Somalia. They've been identified as SEALs. The two special forces operators were climbing aboard a vessel while on a mission in the Gulf of Aden, when high seas knocked one of them into the sea, the second seal jumped in after the first to, to help, and well, they're both lost today. 
Coming to your local high school started in Maine, gathering some steam. School assignments like the social studies course reviewed institutionalized racism and provided evidence of systematic racism in America and uh, probing students on their supposed internal prejudices. Questions that directed students to confess their supposed internal unconscious biases. Are we in church or, or what? Uh, secular preachers? Well, here you go. A course asking students to question things like, why is it likely that most Americans, even women, are sexist? And what can you assume about your unconscious biases? What are some of the biases that you are unaware that you even have? Why do we often act defensively when confronted with our unconscious biases? In addition, students were given assignments to declare their independence from problematic things in their lives, most notably mom and dad. Oh, it's the new America, a flood of evil. So often the public school leading the way brainwashed those kids. Hey, ever been up in a hot air balloon? Haven't done that. Thought about it. Today, four people dead, other person in critical condition after a hot air balloon crashed in the Arizona desert Sunday morning. Officers responded to the scene of the fatal crash there near Illoy about 8 o'clock in the morning. There was some skydivers. Other folks went up just to watch the whole thing. Eight skydivers, and uh, they all jumped before the crash. Five people stayed in the balloon that were watching, including the pilot. Four who were along, they were just along for the ride. Yep, dead today. Hot air balloon, Arizona. Can't wait to get on an airplane after reading this one. Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, is actively recruiting workers who suffer severe intellectual disabilities and psychiatric problems and other mental and physical conditions under a diversity and inclusion hiring program spelled out by the agency's website. This thing's so demonic. Targeted disabilities are those disabilities that the FAA, as a matter of policy, has identified for special emphasis in recruiting and hiring. They include hearing, vision, missing extremities, partial paralysis, complete paralysis, epilepsy, severe... What in the world is going on? DEI. Oh, another governmental winner. Okay, Junior, fighting on the playground there. Huh? We're going to get sloppy with a felony. What? Students, adults caught fighting on public school grounds in Washington State, including during youth sports games. They could be charged with felonies under new legislation introduced by the state's House of Representatives. Bill 2079 introduced. Many years ago, I had a friend who was assaulted by a wrestler after a refereeing match. This from one of the Washington state legislators. He was knocked unconscious, ended up with permanent disability. Well, I understand this. No charges were ever filed each year. We're seeing more and more of these things happening. Referees and coaches being verbally and sometimes physically assaulted. We're going to make it a felony. Well, you think that's a little strong? You know, one of the problems with uh, the Biden administration and all the Dem-run cities, this loosey-goosey policy on crime, has other problems coming in. Uh, a local New York police commissioner says that growing frustration over the uptick in petty thefts has led to good Samaritan citizens, people who want to see things go, interfering with the cops. 
This week in Winchester County, New York, for example, a good Samaritan in Yonkers helped stop and restrain a suspected porch pirate who was running away from law enforcement. I saw where five teenagers chased down two boys and when they saw these guys steal some stuff off their neighbor's porch and they stopped those guys. You're seeing that more and more. Why? Because of loose laws and stuff that, well, that's another story, but so what's a average citizen supposed to do? Where's my gun? Well, today, somebody, our weatherman here in Fort Wayne used to do this, weird laws in some states. Do you know you could go to jail and have a $750 fine if you sell a car in New Jersey on a Sunday? In New Mexico, you cannot dance there. It's illegal while you wear a sombrero. <laughs> This was good in New York. Before the pandemic, it was illegal for a group of people to wear masks in public. Not sure what this one's about in North Carolina. You cannot steal waste grease. <laughs> in Oklahoma, you don't escape. Wasn't all that long ago. You were banned from having a tattoo in Oklahoma. And if you're out there in South Dakota and birds are getting after your sunflower crops, you can't use fireworks. It's illegal. There's a whole list of this stuff online. Interesting. Want to encourage all of you thrift shoppers out there. I spent my whole life. Mom used to buy everything for me when I was in high school at the Goodwill. And uh, after Sharon and I got married, a lot of things happened. I did. I started an entire eBay business with ties purchased at the thrift store. Nothing better than that woman down in Lynchburg, Virginia, that bought that uh, vase for. $3.99. She just thought it looked good. It was really good. Ended up going for auction at over $100,000. So maybe today is your day. Hey, how about them cowboys? Oh boy. Cowboy fans are in total disarray today after being slaughtered the cowboys by the Green Bay Packers. I think they were two touchdown favorites and Jerry Jones says, we got to do something. He's got to, you know, he's going to clean house. And finally, who said that? One half the trouble of this life can be traced to saying yes too quickly and not saying no soon enough. Seest thou a man that is hasty in his words? There is no hope of a fool than of him. Proverbs 29, 20. And you can accomplish more, oh, this is good, in an hour with God than a lifetime without him. With God, all things are possible. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Hey, we're going to be in and out of Virginia and Tennessee, February and March. Get in touch if you'd like to have us speak one day. I know we're going to be in First Free Will Baptist Church, Elizabethan, Tennessee, on Sunday morning, February the 25th. If we don't get another meeting, we'll be there in the nighttime as well. Thank you, Pastor Nathan Jennings and Grady Holder. Love those people in Elizabethan. So it'll be Bluff City for the Sherathon. And we'll be in Chattanooga, going to be in Bristol, Virginia. They're just going to be around. Thanks for being here. So before Jesus, it was no God, N-O, and now that I've been saved near well, 50 years, it's no God, K-N-O-W. How well do you know God today? Everyone knows that God exists, right? 
God has made it plain that he's real. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, his divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. Romans 1, 19 and 20. Many try to suppress the knowledge of Almighty God, even trying to add to it sometimes. The Christian has a deep desire to know God better. According to Psalm 25, 4, make me know your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Well, that's a good proclamation this Monday. In John 3, we read about this man who clearly wanted to know God better and who became more studied than most in the things of God. His name, Nicodemus, he was a Pharisee, a ruler of the Jews. This Nicodemus knew that Jesus had come from God, but he was truly curious to learn more about him, to know more about him. Jesus patiently explained to Nicodemus that he must be born again, verses 3 through 15. In order to know God better, Nicodemus had come to the right person, all right. In Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. That's according to Colossians 2, 9. And Jesus is indeed the word of God made flesh, John 1, 14. He revealed God through his words and his works. He even said that no one comes to the Father but by me, John 14, 6. If you want to know who God is, then look to Jesus Christ. So, number one, you have to start with faith. The first step to knowing God better is to know Jesus Christ, who was sent from God, John 6, 38. And once we're born again by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can truly begin to learn about God, his character, and his will. The Spirit teaches all things, even the deep things of God, 1 Corinthians 2, 10. By contrast, the person without that Spirit, the lost person, the unsaved man or woman, cannot understand the things of God because they're spiritually discerned. It only comes through the Spirit. That's 2 Corinthians 2.14. And there is a difference between the natural man and the spiritual man without question. Romans 10.17 says, Though then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You know, it can't be emphasized enough how the study of God's word, the Bible, is paramount to knowing God better. You must like newborn babes craving pure spiritual milk so that by that we may grow up in our salvation. Now we have tasted that the Lord is good. 1 Peter 2, 2 and 3. God's word should be our delight. Psalm 119, verse 16, verse 24. You know, those who are learning more about God, knowing God more, are also those who obey the command to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Born-again believers always have the Holy Spirit, but I shared this on a previous program, Ephesians 5, 15, and 21. So then, be careful how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of your time, because here we are in a time where the days are indeed evil. Therefore, don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and don't get drunk with wine, which are... That's a form of debauchery. Be filled with the Spirit of God, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to our God and Father, and subject yourselves to one another. Why? The fear of Christ. This teaches us to walk in the Spirit. This teaches us to surrender to the will of God. Are you doing that? And then prayer. 
is also an important part of knowing God better. As we pray, we praise God for his character, for what he has done. We spend time with him, relying on his power and allowing the spirit to intercede for us through wordless groans, that according to Romans 8.26. Prayer for others, always lots of that, my friend. And also consider that when you get to know God better by fellowshipping with other believers, oh, it changes your life. I uh, hung around a lot of unsaved peoples. I'm sure you did, obviously. And uh, after salvation, I wanted those people to be saved, but they did not like my new lifestyle. Yeah, everything changed. The Christian life was not meant to be lived alone. We learn more about God through the preaching of God's word and the godly counsel of those who walk with him. Those obedient Christians, oh, you'll gain so much ground. Make the most of your church experience. Get involved there. Get in a Bible study. Go witnessing with other believers. Just like a log that's ablaze in the fire, it'll go out when it's removed and placed off to the side. So it is with you. You'll lose your fervor for the things of God. You need to be. I try to get around as many Christians as I can as often as I can. They challenge me. Now, to summarize all of this, and I think it's critical, to know God better. Hey, you got to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. You got to read his word because the word of God is alive. Hebrews 4.12, sharper than any two-edged sword. On an ongoing basis, be filled with the Holy Spirit of God and get out there and serve him in some way. Seek the Lord, talk to him, ask him about things. He is your creator. Nothing more important than the Bible. So talk to God as to what you should be reading. Fellowship. Live out your life with the saints, Hebrews 10, 25. Plan, you know, I think this is true, and, and I've listened to a lot of those speakers who are trying to challenge your life and, and get you going or keep you going. You have to plan something, like uh, learning something new about the Bible every day. You've got to have some goals. You've got to have some purpose. You've got to have a reason for getting up. We get challenged along that line every day. Here in the Patton household, and I've told people many times that the, all these new grandchildren, I have to be up. I have to have one kid at school at 8 o'clock. I have to have the other kid at school at 8.30. I mean, I have obligations from morning to night, but it's, it's something to get up about. When you retire, it can really be bad. Let's just sit back, relax, drink a cup of coffee, and say, what should we do today? You ought to have that planned. A day, a week ahead? Oh, yeah. It keeps you young, keeps your mind working, keeps you going. You got to do it, my friend. Do you know God? I pray that you're saved today, my friend. There's been a time in your life when you've trusted Jesus Christ as Savior. When was that, by the way? Do you know that you know? I thank God. December 31st, 1973, that little Baptist church all went forward and and heard about God. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. I pray this day, my friend, that you have been there, done that, that you have cried out to God, asked forgiveness of your sin, and accepted Jesus Christ as Savior. Amen. And finally, I've expressed my disgust at these coffee houses more than once, but here it is in the new 2024. You walk into the coffee shop, the latte costs 12 bucks. 
Now you have a choice of tipping 75, 95, or 125 percent. So sheepishly, you you tap the 75 percent and feel bad, cheap. <laughs> the guy making the coffee shakes his head at you in disgust. <laughs> it's the new Amer. I'm done. I've had my say for a. Another day. Thanks for listening to Hello World, everybody. I'm Greg Patton. Tomorrow, same time, same place. Tell a friend about the broadcast and join me on Facebook. Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. And that's the way it is. Monday, January the 15th, 2024. God bless. Have a great day.